Do you like exclusive stuff? Yes, yes sir. sir. Do you like having access to your favourite podcast hosts in a way like never before? Yeah, absolutely. Do you wish you had access to our old Survivor Oz episodes that you can't find anywhere else online? Oh, yeah. If you answered yes to one, two or all of those questions, then get excited because the Oz Network is now on Patreon. <laughs> That's right, your favourite podcast has jumped on the Patreon bandwagon to enable a better listening experience for you, our listener. For more details, simply head to www.patreon.com forward slash oznetwork where you can sign up for as little as $3 a month. It'll be the best decision you make since that last bad one you made. You're listening to the Oz TV podcast only on the Oz Network. We are back on the Oz Network for another 24 episode, another hour or hour and a half or two hours, however long we can talk about uh, all this interrogation and deposition uh, that's been going on for weeks now. We're up to episode number 16, hour three o'clock to four o'clock, and Jack is changing clothes this week. <laughs> <laughs> it's what Ben's been waiting for. He's changing clothes. Oh. Oh. Lunch is done. Um, Mason's back. Milo is not long for this world. <laughs> not, not that he's going to die or anything, but <laughs> he's not well. going to go. And, and <laughs> Keith, Keith blows a gasket. This is the episode we've been waiting for. And watches the tube. He watches, he watches the, the tube again. Tube. Yes. <laughs> We do have some exciting moments here <laughs> throughout this episode, so a slight improvement over the last few. Some, a <laughs> little bit. <laughs> um, let's get into it. My name is Johnny Cool Guy here. And my name is Ben. And think, Ben. Just think. That's what we try to do on this show. <laughs> Sometimes never, we fail. <laughs> never, never thought about anything in my life. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Uh, I'm, I'm curious to see what you think about this episode because uh, a lot of the things that were lacking the last two are here now. Uh, we have some major characters actually doing things. We get Carl back. We get Mason back. We get some action. We also mm -hmm. get the start of <laughs> oh. crazy soap opera storyline. Uh, we're going to be getting into evil twins and stuff, I'm sure, eventually. <laughs> <laughs> but... I still, I still maintain this is an improvement over the last couple of weeks. Uh, the, the second half of season one is finally starting to kick into high gear, or at least get set up to kick in high gear. I feel that, and I could be wrong until if we ever get Jill Sarnow and Howard Gordon on the show, um, that I feel that they've got a story. Like I feel like they maybe know sort of loosely where they might be going uh, from sort of the next couple of weeks, maybe. Um, because it feels like it is setting up to something. So, um, yeah, I mean, I could be wrong. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> I mean, there's definitely a few things in this episode which are interesting. There's also some stuff that's not. Um, we, we really just are in kind of a bit of a, you know, a lull still, but with a bit of an improvement over the last. But, yeah, the end of this episode... <laughs> Oh boy, boy, boy! I mean, I can I can hear the stomping upstairs about how much it annoys Casper oh, as well. Furious! Like, just really, really angry. But um, yeah, I mean, again, this is. I feel like we're kind of just in a stretch of episodes where, like, I've got an opinion going in, and it may, might change by the end of it. I might absolutely love this episode at the end, or all of a sudden I'll be like, "Nah, screw this shit! I'm I'm going to watch I don't know ER or something." So yeah, Desperate we'll, Housewives. 
Well, it hasn't quite started yet in 2002, Colin. We're still a few years away, so, you know. Just <laughs> well, just I, how am I know. supposed to know when Desperate Housewives... Do I look like somebody who knows when Desperate Housewives started? Well, you should. You know me, so... <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah. Uh, before we get into the episode here, I just want to point out we've had Gelser now earlier in the season. Uh, we actually have another slight typo in the opening credits. I don't know how a show of this budget, maybe it was 2002 on Fox that they can't get things right. Uh, if you look up the screen credit for Valacious or Visilus Shannon, mm-hmm. uh, they have an extra capital letter in Shannon. So it's capital S-H, lowercase oh. n. Wow. Vis- maybe Vis-a-less maybe the- Shannon. Maybe they're doing it deliberately. Maybe it's kind of like one of these things <laughs> it's a where code. like the... Like, yeah, they're, they're basically the people who do the, the credits are, like, sending messages. Like, when you see a capital H uh, in somebody's <laughs> name on the credits, uh, release the funds or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's just it, some sort of code. It, it would make sense. I mean, I think Alias, I don't know if it was this season, but Alias uh, actually did that where they sort of worked in codes into the episodes. And if you went on the website, you know, you would decode things. So 24 could have been doing the same thing. Or they well, could just I mean, be complete imbeciles in the credits department. Probably complete imbeciles. I do work at Fox. Um, but, uh, <laughs> I feel like we're just becoming the Simpsons now. <laughs> what, was that, what was that episode where they get there and they're like, oh, we're being tracked by a satellite or something, or unless it's Fox, and you see like this satellite in space and it's got like cogs and like like parachutes on it. It's like it's a falling to bits or something like that. Is that the X-Files episode? That might be the X-Files episode. I can't remember. But yeah. Anyway. I bring you love. <laughs> ah! Diet. Ah! Die. <laughs> This is a simple lie detector test. Do you understand? Yeah. Boom. <laughs> uh, oh, I'll kind of just uh, jump right into the Palmer drama here because I don't know what it is. This should be the epitome of what bothers me with Palmer drama. But I think because I've, I've looked at David in a whole new light now as being the world's worst father and politician uh, or second worst politician. Sorry. <laughs> don't want to make that mistake again. Uh, I'm coming around on Keith and at least seeing things from Keith's point of view. So I didn't mind this week. I mean, I I got good laughs out of some of the things, but, um, you know, good old Valacious here is on his game, I think. (laughs) You know, they they have... (laughs) Shannon! I can't even... How am I going to do that? Shannon. Uh, (laughs) Shannon. Shannon. (laughs) But uh, there's really two parts to this. There's uh, Keith and David having their nice father and son moment which is you know a good feel good scene you know dad dad i just want you to be proud of me i'm proud of you too son seventh heaven you know and then (laughs) they immediately blow up at each other so tell me about dr farragamo no no that's confidential information keith you're on a need to know basis buddy give me a badge (laughs) and then they just (laughs) they just exploded each other out of nowhere uh I mean, otherwise, I think that uh, you know this scene works if if we had just had the argument, or maybe they had separated this by a separate scene. I think I would have bought it more, but just the explosion out of nowhere just seems so random in one single scene. It is, you know, the reason behind it. It's because they don't hug; they shake each other's hand. I mean, this is like yeah. it's, I feel, feel it's kind of awkward that it's kind of like, you know, a week ago or two weeks ago, he's gone, because we can't! And, like, he's grabbing his face and he's shaking him. Now he's just like, hey, man, give me a handshake, bro. Like, yeah, (laughs) father and son teaming up forever. Like, hug your fucking son, Mr. President. Like, that's that's what I'm blaming for. Or Keith's in a suit, and maybe that just means he needs to get yelled at. Because was he in a suit before? I don't think he was in a suit before, was he? 
uh, I don't know. I don't think he went anywhere. Did he come back from a suit from the Green Day concert? Maybe. I, I don't know. Like, I, I guess we need to consult the Suits of 24 podcast, maybe. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm sure there's a fashion of 24 podcasts out there. But, yeah, like, it, it is kind of... I feel like you probably could separate the scene, but at the same time, it's kind of, you got this weird, like, trust, and then straight away, Palmer's just like, I can't tell you, because I can't tell you! Um, <laughs> and just kind of, you know, sets Keith off onto Spy-Man mission. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> secret agent Keith. Um, but I just, I still question Palmer and his, like, he went out to one event on a very important day. And he's just been hanging out in the hotel ever since, sneaking out to CTU and having... Like, again, we follow... Well, yeah, very closely, we follow US presidential elections, clearly. But, like, on these days, like on Super Tuesday, they're out, like, at a hundred different functions, like, meeting the voters, like, going to schools, doing this, doing that. He's gone to one event! Is he... Like, this is Super Tuesday! I'm not voting for this guy! He's staying in his hotel! You, You know what bothers me even more is that, okay, I understand there's been an assassination attempt. There's going to be potentially another assassination attempt, maybe a few more assassination attempts. Who knows? So, yeah, you want security. You were just in the most secure place in Los Angeles, and you go back to the hotel where you're proving you have it. Now, as soon as they find out that Elizabeth Nash is, you know, has leaked information and they have a problem there, wouldn't they say, back to CTU, David? Well, they're literally letting... The assassin come to their hotel. Oh, no. yeah. this is a covert operator. Fucking right. He could walk in with a bomb. He could literally <laughs> just be like, oh, Palmer's upstairs. Boom. Like, I mean, there's a way to kill him, like, dickhead. Like, I mean, God, if he was from the Middle East, he'd probably do it. But, like, I, I don't know. Like, just blow him up. But you're literally inviting him into their house. Like, Jesus. And has David learned nothing from the Phantom Menace? Where are his decoys? Yeah. <laughs> you tell me there's no other six foot five, you know, deep voiced black man out there that could be posing Where's as Kira Knightley. Kira Knightley Where's could Ke- have been, you know, put a she bit can, of lipstick That woman on. can do anything. Jane Austen, pirates. She yes. can play David Palmer. <laughs> that evil thing in that movie about the Nutcracker. Um, Wait, was she, was oh, her, she was in the it? Nutcracker movie? I think I watched that recently. Um, yeah, sure. <laughs> Um, but yeah, like, I mean, there's a lot of logical things in this episode that, that don't make sense because like, again, with the part, like Palmer just came from CTU, right? So he's just come back to the hotel. So he left CTU. What was that? Like 10 minutes before five minutes before the end of the last episode, he's back at the hotel. Why does Bauer have to send a helicopter to get Nash? (laughs) Like the hotel's just down the road. Palmer walked. Yeah. Uh, exactly. Street. <laughs> like that's another I mean, thing. Maybe he jogged, but still. <laughs> like I, I mean, if, if Palmer's in a helicopter, fine. But he wasn't. Like he was in a limo. Like we saw it before. Like I just, I just need to point that out now because I know I'll forget to bring that up. And like Palmer, we're talking about the Palmer drama, but yeah, they had to get a helicopter. I mean, how lazy is Jack? Like <laughs> it's a five-minute drive. Send the helicopter, Jack. It's just, send the helicopter, Milo. Um, Taxpayer dollars, Jack. But I, I do I do appreciate that uh, Nicole makes an appearance for the first time in about uh, ten yeah. episodes, doesn't she? With Keith getting all like, because I can, Nicole. Um, yeah, 
Oh, don't don't you love her just throwing pl- playing the murderer card to him? The last <laughs> time I trusted you, somebody died. Hey, that was mean, Nicole. All right, all right. I'm sorry. <laughs> I I also like no wonder like they just let the assassin come into the hotel when the ineptness of the secret service. Like Nicole, like <laughs> I like I know like again we discovered last week that you hadn't watched porn, but I guess in the timeline of how we record, you have seen porn in the last week. So congratulations. Um, <laughs> it was uh it was not intentional, by the way. Thank you, Ben. I, I, <laughs> I, I have seen the start of many porn films that act like this when Nicole's like, oh, so there's a clicking sound in my phone. Like, could that mean something? <laughs> oh, I guess I'll come and check it out. Like, that's the start of many a porn film. Like, Nicole's going into the room with him going, chicka, chicka, wow, wow. And then, like, <laughs> Keith, all he does is just puts on the tube and sneaks out and all the Secret Service agents, oh, classic Keith watching the tube. That's kids. because he's watching porn. That's how he guarantees <laughs> they're not going to barge in on him. <laughs> They're so useless. It's like there's literally like 50 Secret Service agents in this hotel room and somehow Keith... Do they not have them on the street? Like, are they not guarding every door? As soon as he opens that door, there should be a Secret Service agent right there. The assassin is about to come into that hotel in an hour. He could just walk up the stairs and walk into that room, bang, see your father. Like, how does he get out? I mean, they should have Secret Service guys escorted into the bathroom. It should be like, you know, I'm taking a dump here. Would you like somebody to help you wipe, sir? Like, that's yeah. how Secret Service works. They don't just say, go watch the tube. Go watch your porn. You know what? If Keith is watching porn, the other guy's in there with him enjoying it, okay? That's what exactly. Secret Service job is. Do your job, Secret Service. <laughs> exactly. Do your job. Um, <laughs> and Nicole, like, her distraction, too. Okay, don't worry. I'll cover for you, Keith. It's like, hey, hey, look at me over here. Over here. <laughs> There's a clicking on my phone. There's a clicking. There's a clicking. <laughs> Might be a terrorist. Um, and like seriously, I, I just love this Secret Service agent. Oh yes, that sounds suspicious. Let me check it out. Like, shouldn't he just be like getting on his thing? Like, uh, well, that's really out of my jurisdiction. I'm just guard number three. Let me just get Frank over in tech support, and he'll help you. Yeah. Like, <laughs> shouldn't he be on his thing? I guess Frank. Hey, this is Jim. Yep, door three. Yep. Uh, Nicole's reporting a slight issue on the phone. Could you check it out for me, please? Instead, he's like, oh, yeah, that is a problem. Let me see. What if I were to press that? Oh, I just auto-dialed grandma. Okay, how do I hang up? How do I hang up? No, no, no. That's not porn in the background, grandma. No, no, no. What does he do? What does that Secret Service agent do? Does he pick the phone up? (laughs) Yes. No, I don't hear a clicking sound. Are you sure? No, no, there's definitely a clicking sound. No, you're definitely telling me a false truth here. We're going to hang that up and I'm going to go back to my door. Thanks, Nicole. Say hi to President, future President Palmer for me. But gosh darn it, Keith is gone! Uh, <laughs> I mean, he would never notice Keith. His, his entire job says, listen, we need you to be guarding the clicking phones on sound. <laughs> you hear a suspicious clicking noise, report to somebody superior immediately. Keith has gone for like half an hour or however long he's gone. He, no one notices he's gone. Like, again, like, they're so useless. They're they, so useless. They should be guarding every exit of this hotel. Like, the exit, exit that is directly in Keith's bedroom. Put somebody on the outside of that. I know in our Nip Tuck coverage, we used to bag out the Miami police how useless they were in the first season. I'm calling it now. The Secret Service agents of CTU, of, of President future President Palmer's <laughs> security guys, like, they're useless. They are absolutely, like, Aaron is great. When he shows up every eight episodes, you know? <laughs> I mean, he's in this episode. He's going to show Nash the picture. So good for yeah. Aaron. He's got nothing else to do. None of them do. <laughs> um, so <laughs> Jamie must have heard something about the porn here. So she just text messaged me, tell Ben to stop trying to corrupt you. That's my job. <laughs> did you tell her? Did you tell her that I made you watch I it? I did tell her. Yeah, I did tell and her. How like, lucky yes. did you get that night? <laughs> you are welcome. Oh, 
I'm like, you know what? Uh, if you heard some screaming down there while we were recording, listen to Double R Seven. Which episode was it again that we were doing? It's already a blur. That was episode eighty-seven. Um, <laughs> the Moderato Tool ranking the Moderato secondary Bond girls released uh, about three months ago, I think. <laughs> yep. Yeah, ben gets very angry at me for ranking somebody that he likes so low. So he says, I'm going to screen share with you right now. I'm thinking he's joking. And in the middle of me talking in the episode, all of a sudden I see some pretty graphic stuff. I scream Women licking and jump each other's the- bits. <laughs> Jamie even asked what was it? Like, I don't know. There was a mouth. There was a private part. I couldn't tell you what happened. <laughs> and Jamie's like, I've been trying to tell you that's what they can do for 10 years, Colin. You'll never let me try. She's like, oh, I know the film. Okay. Did you get to the part where? <laughs> That will be on the best of the Oz Network coming soon, yeah, December sure 2021. <laughs> Anyways, the whole reason for Keith's escape here, his very easy escape, is he's called up Carl. Good old Carl. Carl's become one of my favorite characters of season one. Yeah. I, 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 I don't think that I don't think that I was like that high on. I mean, I didn't mind Carl, but he wasn't like a memorable character to me, but like Wow, this guy's amazing. He calls him up, and what does Carl do? It basically becomes a scene of Keith and Carl meeting in a very public place with very loud voices, <laughs> blackmailing each other in public. Bunch so of monks he's in like, the background taking selfies. I don't know if you noticed that. <laughs> oh, I didn't. <laughs> Can you make that like our our picture? <laughs> monks goes taking up? selfies. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so Keith's basically saying, listen, you know, you're the guy who's responsible for both of this and I'm going to make sure you're the one to blame. And he's like, oh, well, guess who planted your fingerprints at the scene of Ferragamo's crime? Like just the legs he went through uh, on 10. Let's not forget. They had about 10 minutes notice to kill Ferragamo. And in the meantime, he's extracted Keith's DNA (laughs) and put it at the scene of the crime. Uh, It's completely absurd, but I just love the idea of uh, Carl and Keith blackmailing each other. Uh, which, of course, in the end is all going to result in after Carl says, yes, I blackmailed you and I do it again. <laughs> he all of a sudden walks away and pulls out a tape recorder. He's got his talk boy there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, OK, well, Keith, Keith's got a backup. Keith, Keith's a man. He's smarter than his dad. Yo, yeah, absolutely. But, I mean, that's smart that he pulls it out when Carl's probably just walked away. Too bad if Carl turns around and goes, oh, and one more thing. Wait, is that a talk boy? What have you done? <laughs> <laughs> um. I'm with you. I like Carl. Like, Carl kind of sets up, like, you know, 24 future seasons. You've always got to have, like, the shady politicians or, like, you know, the the corrupt government official or something like that. Like, they'll definitely, you know, overdo it in some seasons. But, you know, kind of you've got this um, now. I mean, the second half of next season is all about corrupt politicians, basically, and a tape. So, ooh, let's set the tone right now for a tape right now. Um, but... Again, LA, I mean, I don't, like, fair enough. I don't know what hotel they are in downtown LA, but he gets to Griffith Observatory in like 20 minutes. Like, I've not been to Griffith Observatory, but I sort of know the proximity of where it is in relation to the city, and it's not that close. So, again, LA, like, Keith needed the helicopter, not Nash. He, anyway. he took a helicopter, he flew, he flew it himself. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I do kind of like the meeting and like Carl's really good. Like I love his sort of real anger, angry and sinister and that, but like, again, like if he's that shady and they've got all these people controlling Palmer, surely he's got to think that he's wearing a wire. Like, come on, like have a bit of a thought. But the thing I love is how Carl's like, we left a bit of evidence in the room, which on first glance they will miss, but if they're pointed in the right direction, they'll find it. Like what happens if like Sam, the firefighter, like on his first day, I'm not going to let the boss down. I'm going to look through everything twice. <laughs> and then all of a sudden he just finds it. Oh, what's this? 
Oh, well, Jack, check this out for me. Sure. <laughs> this looks like a piece of hair. This could be DNA from the murderer. Keith Palmer! And then three hours later, Keith gets arrested and Carl's like, ah, shit, I didn't hide it that well. Like, what does Carl do? Like, does Carl give it three hours? Oh, no, the fire... We all know now that fire crews don't go back three hours later. Jason, go collect that planted evidence that we got there. Like, it's there. Like, they're going to find it. (laughs) How inept are the fire investigations of LA? Um, Everybody in LA is inept, we figured out. CTU... Politicians, Secret Service, firefighters, Fireman Sam. <laughs> Fireman Sam. Um, yeah, so, I mean, but, like, it's, it's a good scene. You know, again, they're yelling at each other. And also, it's it's that great old movie TV trope that he can press rewind on the talk boy and press play at the exact moment yeah. that he needs <laughs> to hear the thing. Like, I want him to go, and it's just like, hey, Keith, how are the kids? Oh, so I talked to your dad the other day. Shit. Why is this rewinding so fast? <laughs> Now I'm just wishing it would be like, oh my God, they found me. I don't know how, but they found me. Run for it, Marty! <laughs> well, what's the one from Home Alone 2 when he's in the shower? If you don't drop that thing now, I'm going <laughs> to... I can't remember. You, you nosy little pervert, I'm going to slap yeah. you, silly. <laughs> I mean, no Keith's got a recording like that, right? Yeah. <laughs> you just hear this like, this week on Keith Talks Chew Podcast. Uh, <laughs> What are we watching on the tube this week, co-hosts? <laughs> I'm inventing the podcast because it's 2001 and they don't even exist yet. Uh, so the Keith stuff, I, I actually don't mind it. I kind of like Keith, you know, going as your secret agent here, even though it's completely ridiculous. Uh, I'm going to save the Terry and Kim stuff for last because I think oh, that's where please. all the drama is this week. <laughs> Let's please, be honest, can we that's not what we're talk here about for. it now? I, I, I forget <laughs> what they're talking about. <laughs> well, everybody's going to forget by the end of this episode. Uh, <sighs> so Jack's story, I mean, yes, we mentioned Jack changes clothes in this episode. Were you disappointed that they cut in, I don't know, maybe about 10 seconds too late and you couldn't have seen him shirtless? Look, I am a little bit, but to be honest, he's looking bloody good in that white shirt. Like, my goodness, he's, he's pulling it off. All he needs is some cream pants and that would complete it. Why, why does he get changed? Like, like, is there a reason? Like, does he have to look good going Sweat, to the Palmer residence? Sweat stains, maybe? I don't know. It's Los Angeles. It's hot. Yeah, you know, I mean, you know, on that note, when we recorded our four and a half hours of ranking the secondary Bond girls and you showed me porn, I mean, <laughs> I, I, I was down in the basement, the coolest room in the house with our essential air blasting uh, vent not even five feet from me. And I went upstairs and I'm like, man, I got to change his shower again already. I'm disgusting. I can't imagine it's like in Los Angeles when he's hiding out in uh, construction trailers and chasing down suspects and assassinating presidential candidates. I mean, he's got to have some pretty bad BO at this point. I'm, I'm okay with him. But the, don't wear a white shirt, Jack. You know you're going to sweat again. Yeah, sweat, sweaty Jack. That's uh, Especially that's what... the amount of taquitos he pounds back you know i mean the spicy food he's gonna have some pretty rank bo <laughs> imagine if he was in new orleans like jesus he's oh. would be hanging out as he dies like come on now now it, it, what time is it in new orleans uh, it's, it's what an hour ahead uh no that'd be eastern time wouldn't or they're central uh i think it's central uh so if they're central that'd be two hours two hours ahead, ahead. okay um, so yeah ellis so like five was, o'clock Ellis was a government employee in a bar at 4 p.m., already half drunk. Uh, and they consider it's it New suspicious. Orleans, Colin. <laughs> but when the line goes that this is what's funny, because when the line goes dead, it's, Ellis, 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 where are you? 
He's passed out drunk. He's drinking at four o'clock in the afternoon. Classic, <laughs> Alice. Yeah, it's not like, oh, I think something. I need you to do a wellness check, Agent Whatever, at New Orleans CTU. <laughs> I, I, in all, in all seriousness, I actually do love, like, I love the little moment where Keeper Southern's like, think, Jack, think. Like, you know, <laughs> damn it, damn it, Jack, think. Um, I think we get two dammits in this episode, or we at least get one. But um, I, I, I love it that when he, like, hangs up and he's like, what is he? He's still on the phone. Pick up the phone. Pick up the phone. Pick up the phone. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, think, Jack, think. And then he's like, hangs up. And he's like, Diddly. hello, CTU, New Orleans. This is Jimbo. Uh, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's Sergeant Pepper here. Um, and they just like connected through. I think, what did I write it down here? Um, Agent Watson. At the New yeah. Orleans office. He's like, yes, this is Jack Bauer at the LA office. I need you to send a squat team to blah, blah, blah. What do you want me to do? See if he's alive. Damn it. <laughs> like, is that is that how government agencies work? Like, again, like, what if Agent Watson's busy? Like, what if there's well, a terrorist crocodile on the loose in the bayou or something like that? Forget that. I mean, Ellis is just out partying on his day off. I mean, are they going to yeah. disturb? This is Ellis's day off, Okay. I'm not going to disrupt his one one vacation day he's had and who knows how many months because CTU New Orleans is not like Los Angeles. I remember when I was like a kid and I used to watch like CSI and then they used to always have, you know, like, oh, we're going to introduce CSI in Miami and New York and you'd always have like those crossover backdoor pilots and they'd always mm. have those little banter like, oh, this is Miami, we do it differently to Las Vegas and ah, oh, this is New York, <laughs> we do it differently to Miami. Like, where's that? Where's like, ah, oh, this is New Orleans, like it's only four o'clock in the afternoon, like we're still asleep, like we're drunk, like we don't, <laughs> not, we don't start until 2am, like... <laughs> Agent Watson, I'm not an agent. I'm just the desk guy manning the desk while everyone's out drunk. Like, New Orleans. This is pre-Katrina, right? Like, this, this is drunk. This, this is just, they have, they have a bar at CTU New Orleans. This is the bar. <laughs> Watson is the bartender there. He's like, listen, listen. That's at CTU. Wait, what you yeah, see exactly. that bar, that's actually <laughs> CTU. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, the wellness check happens. So they're going to find out that Ellis didn't make it. <laughs> but. But before that, Mason's going to come back. Hooray. It's really random, isn't it? The way he just walks in the door. It's like, hello, well, like, Mason. Did, hello, Jack. Did they only have uh, Tamara Tooney on like a, I don't know, a six episode contract and she refused to renew because it is so random. She doesn't come back, does she? Nope. That's it. They, they write her out by saying, well, Chappelle thought that I'd be better at, you know, twisting her <laughs> arm than she would. She's just gone. And yet we were just getting into her character. It's just, it's bizarre that she's dropped. Let's get her on the show and ask her. Why did you uh, leave? Do we do we have to though? Like I mean, I can think of be- <laughs> I think a better guess we could probably get on the show. But um, you know, I mean, Alberta Green or Watson, whatever her name is. You know, do we really want her to learn about the history of her? Maybe for the twentieth anniversary, sure. Oh, uh, she's never coming on now. Ben's like, no, we don't want to talk to her. Come well, on, maybe maybe the maybe the men. Let's get the men on here. <laughs> no women. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm, I'm incredibly sexist. I don't want any woman on this show. God. <laughs> I'm in New Orleans now. It's all yeah. about the men. This is how the men do it in New Orleans. Because <laughs> we can. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Mason's back, and there is no bad blood at all for Jack shooting yeah. him, <laughs> basically. George, old buddy, Jack, how's the kids? Get rescued. Oh, whoopsie, <laughs> I was wrong. My bad. <laughs> I actually have a theory as to why Mason's just randomly thrown in there, and I think it's because... The previously on segments, we're not getting them here, but maybe they're not cutting it because, again, television had never been done like this before. 
a serialized format where you had to follow every single week and whatever the previously on can only fill in so many blanks. We've had like three episodes in a row where there's a lot of exposition being mm. given. And that's kind of just what Mason's role is here. All right, Jack. So catch me. You know, I just went through this with Chappelle. And before that, I went through it with green. I mean, how many people do I have? All right. So a couple hours ago, <laughs> I was at a compound. Uh, that's all he really does. Yeah, other than that, I mean, Mason's only role is to interrogate Nash. But before we get to Nash, I'm going to say Milo has a small role in this episode because Jack gets locked out of his computer. And this is the last time we're going to see Milo. It's kind of sad now. Oh, well, until season six, Colin. Like, I mean, oh, you know, well, he comes comes back as a major character, I think. I think he's in the main credits. But, um, yeah, it's, it is a weird little sequence of, like, Jack gets locked out of his computer and it's like, oh, didn't you hear? Because you're only on temporary status, you've only got level two clearance. I work on the guidance system. I can help you there. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I, but I just, I love Milo who just go like, dee, 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 dee. oh, look at you. You've got admin access. Like I remember in high school, like I had a friend uh, that was, that's the story. I had a friend at the end. No. Um, <laughs> wow. He was like, <laughs> Tell us more. <laughs> he was like good at, admin and hacky things. So, like, he would get there on our school computers and basically give me, like, teacher access. <laughs> like, he could, like, <laughs> press a couple of buttons and I'd basically have, like, access to student records. I'd be like, sweet! Um, so, you know, great early 2000s, um, you know, technology in high school in Hobart. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, 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 it's just Milo gives Jack a break. And poor old Jack's there. It's like, what's Milo like? Oh, I'm sure you'll be... Uh, back to your old office by tomorrow yeah. and we'll be all joking about this over breakfast in the morning and Jack's like I'll be lucky not to be in federal prison by tomorrow um, <laughs> don't know why he's talking like this um, but, but sir <laughs> go on without me what sort of talk is that I do like that moment when Jack is like get Ellis and it's like Get me, Milo, get me, Chopper Command. Like, <laughs> Chopper Command? Like, can't he just be like, Milo, get me a helicopter? Like, wasn't it earlier on when Tony's, like, on the roof, like, going like, girl, what's Jack doing? He's getting a helicopter to go to a hospital and, like, yelling at Nina. Now it's get me Chopper Command. Like, <laughs> I love Chopper Command. <laughs> what is Chopper Command? Hello, Jack. Yes, this is Chopper Command. Nathan speaking. <laughs> uh, oh. I, 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 I need a coffee. Give me barista command. <laughs> I'm feeling Everything sick. Get me an Advil command. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Everything needs to be command now. <laughs> Pre-9-11, everything's command. <laughs> Terry's having mood swings, stomach cramps. Get me pediatrician command. <laughs> Colin doesn't know what porn is. Get me porn command. <laughs> Chopper Command is my new favorite department. CTU Chopper Command. Can we get a T-shirt. Chopper Command. CTU. <laughs> um. So yeah, I mean the, the main setup of this episode is that uh, don't worry, we have a lead. Somebody recognized. I mean, when they were showing the pictures, when Pierce's <laughs> five-hour break is over and he comes back, <laughs> here's some pictures of potential assassins. And dun dun dun. There's. Johnny Cool Guy is my love for assume as. Uh, and Nash sees the photo. She's like, oh, I was sleeping with that, man. <laughs> and and I, I do love it. Sometimes we talk about the things as like, oh, don't you wish they had this? And you're like, well, if we're keeping this real, sure, we miss the scene where Elizabeth says to David, 
I just had sex with him half an hour ago. <laughs> but it happens off camera, and that's what's going to happen when you got to take commercial breaks in his real time. So a little detail, I kind of like that. Uh, she gets sent to CTU. They kind of start with a, you know, run us through the events. All right, so we need you to be a spy. Everybody's a spy this week. <laughs> <laughs> Keith will give you some pointers. He's done it before. Uh, and she's very <laughs> hesitant. Uh, now, another thing I'm kind of reading into more now th that I have in the past. Well, I, I definitely read into let's throw suspicion on Tony before. Mm. But is the fact that when Jack and Mason are doing this and Mason's like, it's all right, Elizabeth. You know, I think it's too dangerous anyways. You know, Jack, why don't you, why don't you go? You know, I'll just finish the deposition. And then all of a sudden, Jack's like, wait a second. Or, or she's like, wait a second, Jack. And Mason's like, no, 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 Elizabeth. It's too dangerous. Was that them playing good cop, bad cop? Or is that the, the writer's way of saying, let's make, we already planted the seed. There's another mole. Let's make Mason the guy that you're suspicious of because he doesn't want her to go through with this. Well, I, I definitely. Because like you get that line this week, don't you, where Jack sort of doesn't he say to like, um, um, to Milo, like who's been accessing the files? And yeah. Milo's like, do you think there's another mole? Um, and then <laughs> <laughs> turns Contact to the camera. Mole oh, command! Mole command! Mole command. <laughs> Set up after Jamie. But like, cause we get it. I think, isn't it next week? We get the whole, like the real moment where you think George is evil. Like, um, mm -hmm. so like, this kind of goes back to my point where I said, like, I feel the writers have maybe kind of got a bit of a plan here. So like, they know there's going to be another mole. Um, so like, let's start planting some seeds. And I think you really, like, you kind of thought it was George at the beginning. So like, I, I think it's kind of weirdly clever because it's sort of like, you kind of thought George was at the beginning, then he kind of goes away. And now they're hinting that there's a mole again. Oh, okay. Well, it probably still is George. Um, cause I definitely remember watching this and my dad and I always going like, who's a mole? Who's a mole? Like, you know, like. And this is only a year removed from having watched the actual TV show, The Mole. So, like, <laughs> moles were very in in the early oh, 2000s. I miss The Mole. Good show. Grant Bowler, great host of that here in Australia. But, um, yeah, so um, I just love the subtle little plant. Could there be another mole? <gasps> Get me mole command! <laughs> Damn it, Austin, it's that's my mother! <laughs> Sorry. It's just randomly going into Basil Exposition mode. <laughs> But it, it's very subtle, and, and oh, yeah. there's no way I ever would have picked up on this the first time around. But, I mean, it's, it's there for – I think that's the reason why it's there. But you could also view it that they're just doing good cop, bad cop. Who knows? Yeah. But I also – I do like the moment when, like, Palmer arrives back to the hotel, and Palmer's like, what's going on? And Sherry's like, oh, they're showing photos of potentials. Like, why does literally everybody in his campaign need to be there? Shouldn't they only just be showing, like, security? Yeah. Like, does, does Lisa the coffee girl need to be there going, ha, <laughs> Oh, they're evil. Oh, I saw that guy the other day getting lunch. <laughs> like, I mean, it's just, of course you've got to have it because you've got to have Elizabeth to be all like, oh, I'm sleeping with a bad guy. But like one thing also, like good on you, Elizabeth, for turning around and being all like, oh, yes, I'm, I'm fucking this guy. But like, I don't believe women. I'm sorry. Like, what? I think. All women I are liars? Is that what you're saying? I have no experience in that. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> too soon um <laughs> in jokes ha 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 um but like i don't believe that she's gonna be all like oh my god she's literally gonna be like oh my god he's evil oh i'm gonna call him right now and fuck him even more because he's even badder than i thought um yeah that's what i think well, that's how i well, read women <laughs> why they didn't have this conversation on air though is because if she actually did say i know him uh, we were just in the other room together a few minutes ago, you know, half an hour ago, whatever. David's like, 
we were paying you for that time. (laughs) (laughs) This isn't what you get paid for, miss. That's a very good point, actually. Palmer should be, like, very strict on that. What what time did you have your break, Elizabeth? I see you had lunch at 12. (laughs) What were you doing on company time? Like, uh, 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 uh. You didn't say the magic word. (laughs) But I like it when Palmer's, like, on the phone to Jack. I first of all love how he goes, Jack, it's David Palmer. Like, (laughs) shouldn't he just be like, it's Palmer or, like, Jack, it's me? Like, like, Jack, it's me. Who's that? Is that you, Sam? Is that that Chopper (laughs) Command? Fireman Sam. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, Jack, it's David Palmer. And then he's like, oh, one of my people have had contact. What type of contact? Intimate. <laughs> like, that's a very Col- you all. That's a very Colin answer. I want him to be like the on liar liar when it's like um when he's on the phone to Audrey. Yeah, Fletcher, what were you doing last night? Having sex. Like that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's like, what type of contact? They were having sex. And then like throws the phone. That is the second time I've quoted Liar Liar today in two separate conversations. And I have not Did watched that movie watch in a long it? time. No, I didn't. There you go. Let's cover it next week on the Oz Network. (laughs) Ben's random quotes of the week. Liar, liar. Um, That's amazingly all there is for Jack this week. Uh, (laughs) But the Terry stuff's the drama. So we'll get into that in a second. Before we get into that, there's one note that I missed here. Uh, Great Keith quotes that uh, (laughs) I want to make a T-shirt. I I love the scene with Carl where uh, Carl's saying something about David. He goes, my father's his own man and so am I. <laughs> I like how he's like pressing him. Like, it's just kind of like he, he's going in there deliberately. Like, I, I feel like they need to redo it where like he's, because it's like in his coat pocket, isn't it, the recorder? He needs to be kind of like shift, like, why are you putting your hip towards my mouth, Keith? Yeah, no reason. exactly. <laughs> what was that? You, you planted evidence. Can you just say that again? <laughs> Shit, it wasn't recording. Hang on a second. Can you say what you just said to me again, please? Also, I, the random Jack moments. I know we're kind of, this is going to connect into the Terry stuff, but like Jack and Terry have a phone call again. Yeah. And like, you know, Jack, the concerned husband, I feel like something's wrong. And which there is. They don't say I love you to each other when he hangs up. Like, screw you, Jack. Like your wife just gone through an ordeal. You say you love you to your wife. You say you love you. <laughs> yeah. Okay, bye, Terry. You love you, you love Terry. You. <laughs> Get me love you command. <laughs> you know, we talked about The Simpsons before in The X-Files. Did we mention that we should really do the 24 episode of The Simpsons? I feel we need to cover that. Oh, we're, we're going to have to. When did that air? We'll do it in between seasons. I think it's later because Chloe's in it. Um, and, yeah, also I think we need to do the uh, the South Park episode of 24 when there's, like, a nuclear bomb stuck up Hillary Clinton's vagina. So um, <laughs> I have not seen that. <laughs> it's called The Snook. It's called The Snook. So, yes. Uh, <laughs> yep. I, I, okay, so transitioning into the Terry stuff here. When Jack calls Terry, uh, I love that she says, Jack, we really need to talk. And he goes, okay, what do you want to talk about? No, not now. I'm not in the mood. <laughs> the mood swings have started very quickly. Like this pregnancy escalates from like, you know, I, I don't know, conception to nine month mood swings very quickly. Everything with this pregnancy just happens out of nowhere. It's Eli's uh, baby. Clearly, it is Eli's baby. It's just absolutely in that quickly. Yeah. Yeah. But but the other mood swing being when Terry goes back to her her deposition here. She's like, you know, just before we start, she, I love this shit. Just before we start again, I don't want to say anything embarrassing on camera. The camera is rolling the whole time. She's like, I know you slept with Jack. Yep. Everybody at CTU is going to be watching this. She's like, but, but you know what? I don't blame you. 
I mean, he's a sexy man. Yeah. Anybody would want to sleep with him. In a white shirt. Mm. <laughs> mm. What mm. a man. And taquitos. Mm. Oh, sex on a stick. <laughs> Almost literally. But yep. she specifically says, I will not hold this against you. I know you're just doing your job. 30 seconds later, it's like, well, maybe if you didn't sleep with your boss. <laughs> what does she say? What the way she snaps is like, She's my daughter. I think I know her better than you. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's very Milo-ish. Like, I didn't come here at 5 a.m. to format files. It's <laughs> yeah. like, she's my daughter. I think I know her better than you. Well, um, she was a, maybe you should just do your job, Nina. <laughs> I actually, I weirdly, like, I get it. Like, the mood swings. But, like, as much as I'm going to hate what we get at the end of this episode, like, again, I want to give props to, to Leslie Hope, just the way oh, she yeah. kind of, like, does it. Like, we've kind of got another scene of her on the bed with, the, like, the piano creepy music mixed with the, okay, I'm going to be fine now, and then Jack, and then kind of, yeah, she gets on the couch and all of a sudden just snaps. And, like, I mean, she has gone through quite a, a crappy ordeal, so, you know. And, and if the, the goal that they had with this was to accurately portray pregnancy mood swings... I mean, this is brilliant because I've had Jamie's been pregnant twice with three kids. It's amazing <laughs> how she can multiply like that. Uh, but this is what pregnant women are like. I was going to say, it is scary <laughs> how accurate this is. And uh, it's funny because a couple of weeks ago, Jamie had just sort of randomly said to me out of nowhere, say, you know what? It's like, you were really good when I was pregnant with the twins. I'm like, what do you mean? It's like, it's like, you just, you were so helpful. You did everything you could. You, you busted your butt, you know, to help me with anything you could when you had the twins. I'm like, huh, funny. You pretty much said the opposite the whole time they were pregnant with them. <laughs> you can't do anything right. <laughs> women. Um... Women. Get me a women command. <laughs> Fuck, that'd be a busy line. Uh, but while the questioning continues, you know, Kim's going to call Rick again, and we find a big plot twist to the episode. Rick has a girlfriend. <laughs> oh, no. Where will we, their love go? I do I do love Rick in this episode where he's kind of like, I'm tired, I'm going to sleep, and he's like, like rest on the thing. And like <laughs> Rick complains later on of like, oh, is that the next episode? Like, I told you to take it off the hook. But um, now this is, so the character is called Melanie, but are you familiar with this actress? I don't know if you're a oh, big she OC looking fan. very familiar. But are, you I, an OC, I, are you an OC fan? I've, I've watched the OC. Uh, she, I don't think I've seen every episode, but I've watched she it. Was, she was, I mean, she was kind of like in a lot of things around this period. So it's Navi Rawat. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly, but she was um, ah. Teresa on the OC. She was like Ryan's sort of high school. Like, like when Ryan goes back to Chino, like that's mm-hmm. the one that's there. Um, and she kind of like, I think she comes back later when Ryan's brother's in it or something like that. So, um, I mean, that was not that long after 24, like a year or two. And I'm seeing here her first acting role actually was in Popular, uh, which is a show I would love to cover on this show. Uh, so, yeah. But uh, no, I, I, rem- I think I actually remember when she was in the OC. It was like, hey, that's What's a Face from 24. So, yeah. She was um, uh, another show. I know you kind of make fun of it, uh, but uh, let me just make sure I got the right person here. Um, the, uh, the one of those CSI ripoff shows. What's the one that I really like? Uh, numbers. She was on Numbers. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> like yeah, Numbers. No, she she had a, a pretty major role on Numbers too. Uh, yeah, there we go. Now I know where I recognize her from. Uh, Good job. But- she did a great job in this episode, lying down on the bed, trying to seduce him, and he falls asleep. She kind um, of plays the same thing in everything I've seen her in, so, you know. <laughs> imagine in numbers she's playing the same role, but she's like Milo. Like, 
I'm the, you know, sarcastic techie girl. She's kind of like the angry girlfriend we're meant to hate because she's <laughs> cock blocking something like in the OC. She's cock blocking Ryan Marissa. Now mm-hmm. she's cock blocking Rick and Kim. Like, I'm sorry. I'm on team Melissa here. Like, I mean, Rick, you've got a girlfriend. You fucking yeah. bastard. Uh, Melanie, sorry. And there, there is nothing wrong with her either. No, like absolutely nothing wrong. I mean, there's nothing wrong with Kim either. I mean, what a conundrum you're in, Rick. Maybe we need to get Daniel <laughs> Bess on the show right now to say. But um, Let's get him back on to say, why are you going to sleep at four o'clock in the afternoon? Yeah, exactly. Like, I do, I just, I love Rick though. Like, Rick is a little bit of a, I, I don't know, he's a bit whipped. Like, he just kind of <laughs> keeps giving in. Like, just don't answer. Like, you know, just don't answer the phone. Like, and he kind of like digs himself a hole. Who's that? Uh, wrong number. Like, kind of just like, who's that? Oh, one of those girls that we had to kidnap with Dan this morning. She won't leave me alone. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're making itself worse. Rick. How lame is it, though, that the producer at this point think the audience, you know what? The audience is really going to get behind the love of these two kids. Let's throw a girlfriend in there just to, just to make them really angry. It's nobody cares. <laughs> And again, like it comes back to what we were saying, like what last week, where it's kind of like, look, they're they, they really, they don't have a lot to do with Kim and Terry, <laughs> sure. But I mean, do we really need Sweet Valley High? Like, yeah. I mean, again, I will defend Kim mostly more than more people, but I mean, what we're about to get with Kim and Terry for the rest of this season is not brilliant. Like, it's really <laughs> not good, particularly Terry for the next two or so episodes. Well, there's some some subtle plants of Terry's amnesia that's going to come here. Oh. Uh, a couple of times throughout the questioning, she's just sort of blankly staring, and you're like, what's happening? Like, something's going on. And, and, of course, when she's driving, there's another moment like that later on. Uh, but, but what I want to talk about is um, the security crew on this safe house. Now, again, Secret Service on a presidential candidate have nobody stationed outside a door, but they have an undercover hydro worker an undercover landscaper, lawnmower, just guarding this one house. And they still can't even do their job. But what I really love is that this reminds me of um, uh, Wayne's World when they were all spying on um, uh, Cassandra or something like that. And Rob, uh, I don't know if it was Rob Lowe or Christopher Walken in the second one. I think it was the second one. And all their disguises were basically like construction worker. This guy, And they, it was essentially the village people. We got village people security guards outside <laughs> the house here. <laughs> My favourite bit, though, is the um, the dude in the house who takes over. Because, like, let's be honest, Nina gets stroppy and storms off. She's like, oh, yeah. Terry's not like... I, I kind of am a bit weirded out by Nina in this episode. She just gets stroppy and storms off because Terry's Well, there might be her. a reason why, but we'll find out later in the I season. I wouldn't know anything about that. <laughs> Again, reasons why I think, that, you know, Know they've got some storylines in in mind here, but um, I do like the other guy. I, I can't remember what his name is. The one who's like questioning Terry, and she, she's like basically yelling at Terry, like we need these answers now, damn it! But then when he's like, okay, we'll take a break, he goes and pours himself a coffee, has a bit of a yeah. sip, and he's just like, oh, it's a bit quiet outside. I wonder what uh, you know Nathan's up to. Oh, he's not there. Oh, where's the lawnmower? <laughs> oh my goodness, gosh darn it, we're under attack! And then he's just like, I love how he shoves him in a closet. Like you just put them in an area where basically like you've got the like. What if the bad guys yeah. were in that room? Like, yeah. damn it, where are they? Bang, bang. What was that noise? <laughs> oh, damn it, he was in the room with them. Shit. Well, I'm not getting that promotion this week. God damn it. See, and if Nina was there, she'd be going back and forth between the rooms for 15 minutes just making sure. 
Yeah, and then like, I, I actually I've never noticed before when you see the photos of those people that they're showing like their potential assassins. These guys are those ones who are in those yeah. other photos, which I yeah, I they're finally, the other two guys. Yeah, which is clever. Um, but I do love like, this is it's a bit tense like the escape. Like I love that camera shot where they've kind of got the stationary camera in the car as Terry and um that are driving off. I don't get how they. How did they escape from that room into the garage? That doesn't make sense. But um, also, how did these how did these assassins get there? Like, he's literally sprinting after them. Like, where did they park? Like, damn it, where yeah. did they park? Where's my car? I can't find it. Um, so well, I feel yeah. bad for the the guards outside, the agents outside, especially the guy who ha- whose job it is to mow the lawn for about six hours straight. After yeah. a while, there's a, that that lawnmower could just be out of gas. Like, why is this guy immediately like? Wait a second, the lawnmower's not running. <laughs> Give and me lawnmower command. <laughs> do, does Doris next door just stumble across these dead bodies like the next day? Like, I mean, I know they call up and go come into the safe house, I think, next episode, but like, I mean, this is a neighborhood. Like, I mean, they've, they've heard noises. Like, Doris is Snoopy, you know? Yeah. Not like Nosy the dog people. Snoopy. She's, she's Snoopy. Like, <laughs> she, she's not laying on a dog house with a bird on him. Her. But my favorite, uh, I don't know whether I loved it or whether I laughed at it, uh, was th- this agent when he is protecting them, how overly dramatic his moves are when he's yeah. like, clear. Whoa, wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know this is that like too. posing as a secret service agent here. Uh, yeah. but the chase scene actually is exciting. I'm, I'm not going to mock it. I mean, up until if I, if I didn't know, how this episode was going to end, I would have been like, this is one of the better action sequences of the episode. And we got a car chase. We got the one guy, the the one other assassin who's chasing it down like the T-1000 in Terminator, yeah. just yeah. running after the car. Yeah. Uh, in the end, this is going to result in uh, the, the the chase scene and uh, the car coming to a stop at the end of a cliff. Terry gets out. Okay, I'm just going to look around for help. And then the car slides off a cliff, immediately explodes after falling, probably not even 10 feet, not even falling, okay? This thing drove down a not even that steep hill and explodes yep. into a ball of flames. Now, the best part of this episode is the is not even the fact that Terry loses her memory, by the way, oh. after passing out because she saw, oh, Kim died. She exploded it. But... It's the fact that nobody sees the giant cloud of black smoke when they're looking. These guys are like, oh, I don't know where they could have gone. What's that giant cloud of black smoke over there? Go there. Or Terry, when she comes to and she's like, I don't know where I am. Does she not think there's a giant cloud of black smoke? Maybe this will have my answer. She (laughs) She forgot what smoke is, Colin. She's got amnesia. (laughs) She goes up on the road. She gets a ride from a very nice lady. Who says, do you know who you are, miss? Get in the car. Uh, and Kim, by the way, got miraculously thrown from the passenger seat off this 20, 10 to 20 foot slide before the car exploded. Far enough away from it that when she it wakes up, she is further away from this explosion than Terry was when Terry saw it. It's just incredible the speed this thing was going and how, how she was able to get thrown out of there. Kim but. should have amnesia. She should, yeah. She's the one who's taken. Terry just passed out because of I don't know, dehydration or you know, <laughs> not enough iron in her diet. I mean, Kim was thrown from a burning vehicle, and she's not even on fire. I mean, it's it's, it's incredible what this woman could do. But wow, what an awful end! I remember seeing this the first time, and, and being with the season, like even through some of the because some of these things we're making fun of the soap opery things. 
that's what you expect out of television. I mean, ER was doing soap opera stuff. That's what we commented on before. Every show did this. But when Amnesia came up, I just remember rolling my eyes and being like, oh, has this jumped the shark? Like, is, what are they doing? Um, a couple of things with this. First of all, I love it when Nina gets back to CTU and, like, Jack's going off at her. And it's like, I told you to stay there, damn it. And, like, Nina's kind of annoying this episode. Um, just, she doesn't really do much, I guess. But uh, anyway. <laughs> Literally um, does nothing. The action sequence is fine. Yep, I'll get it there. But, like... Terry kind of got herself to blame here. Like, she drives off to this dirt path. Again, and the henchman guy chasing after is dumb. Like, you're going to see tyre marks. She's made such a sharp turn. <laughs> she drives for, like, 100 metres and stops at the edge, right? And then, like, turns around and goes, I'm just going to get out of the car and see if they've gone. Okay, <laughs> so what if they haven't? What if you get up to the path, bang, bang, oh, take care, they haven't got it. I'm dead. Um, like, what is it? Also, the I just want to I mentioned before, like I like the camera shot before where you kind of had the the steady cam on it. There's a couple of weird moments here, like I don't know if you noticed it. Like there's like a, a ratio change when they cut to the car when you see like the tire on the dirt and the dirt sliding. Like you go from widescreen almost to like just the the smaller version. Like I don't know if they had to film that separately. Like it's just it's weird. Like I'm watching it right now. How like you go from like full widescreen to uh, just the the old scale, what is that, like 413 ratio or whatever mm-hmm. it is or whatever that is. So, like, it's kind of weird. Maybe they just, that. yeah, they maybe they got a different shot. Actually, I'm just looking at it now. You can actually see there's like a, I don't know if they're, they're holding this car up by a crane or there's got something that they're, like, got to nudge the car to make the dirt work. There's something above it which is pushing the car. It's a stunt, man. <laughs> yeah, anyway, it's weird. So maybe they <laughs> forgot that shot Guy and they needed that. And also at the end when you've got all the little boxes um, and you see Kim's hand, it's in slow motion for some reason. So maybe, like, they, they did this, <laughs> the, the, the shot too um, quickly and it wasn't timing right. So a couple of weird little technical gaffes there that I noticed. I, before I bag out the amnesia thing, did you recognise the woman who picks up uh, Terry at all? Okay, I, I, I've only seen a little bit of the show. But is it NCIS that she's yeah. on? I don't yeah, watch okay. it, but she's the geeky one. I think she's the yeah. one who kind of started this trend of the whole sort of hot girl geeky thing, right? So mm-hmm. Paulie, Paulie Perrette, who I'm going to say, Paulie Wait Perrette. Wait a second. I- I'm going to say numbers came before that. Navi Rawat started it. <laughs> I, I am going to say that this character playing Tanya, Tanya's a bitch. Uh, wait till we get to next week. <laughs> Just wait till we get to next week. Tanya is a bitch. And I also love how she's like, are you okay? What are you doing? What's your name? Is that really your third question if you find random strangers yeah, on exactly. the street? Like, like, are you okay? What's happening? Are you being chased? Like, <laughs> like Wait, are you anyway. pregnant? Yeah. I, I, like, don't even get me started. I, I went off this on Nip Tuck when we had an amnesia storyline. Um, it, it doesn't, it never works. Even in soap operas, it doesn't work. Yeah. Like 99.9, like I don't even think I can remember a single thing I've ever watched with Amnesia. Maybe, again, the Born Identity, I think I mentioned that. Sure, mm-hmm. that's the whole pur- purpose of it, right? It's lazy, it's crap, it's shit. I hate this storyline. It goes nowhere. What do we learn from this? That Terry nearly had an affair with someone else <laughs> when she was on separate? Like that's all we learn. There's no reason for this at all. Again, I've said it before. Kim and Terry don't really have a lot to do, so let's make up stupid things. But this is where it just gets dumb. Terry yeah. gets amnesia, and Kim's going to get into a bitch fight in jail in a couple of weeks. So, yay. <laughs> um, oh, I can't wait till she goes to jail. <laughs> what does she say the line? Like, bring it on. Like, Jesus Christ. Like, oh, that is one of the most cringeworthy lines that has ever been said on this show. Wait till we get to that. I just wanted but, to go and said, just bring it. 
But um, I hate it. I hate this storyline. And I feel so bad for Leslie Hope because, like, she has to work with this crap. And this is a great show. It's the second greatest show of all time in my mind. But I like I just can't stand an amnesia storyline. It mm. is so bad. This is a season six storyline. This isn't a season one yeah. storyline. And when I'm going to remember this, when it comes to comparing and ranking all the seasons, I often am tossing up between five and one right now in my head what would be number one. I've got to remember that season one had the amnesia storyline. You yeah. can't excuse that. I'm telling you right now, this is going to anger a lot of like diehard 24 fans, but season one is not going to be top of my list. Um, and I like season one, but there are way too many flaws that we pick up on here that uh, you can't be forgiven. It's, I look, I hold a special place for it, but like I, I can definitely oh, yeah, for see. Sure. Like it's no different to in Nip Tuck. Like I for sure thought season two would come out on top of me because that to me is one of the most perfect television seasons I've ever seen. But season four came out on top for me because I feel like, fuck, this is actually really fucking brilliant and so underrated. And I bought every episode in season four. And season four is often regarded as like the forgotten season of Nip Tuck where it kind of went off the rails and let's try and reboot it a little bit, but it's brilliant. So anyway, uh, I will hold a special place for season one for many reasons, but I have to try and bookmark this in my brain. that There is some really <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> crappy stuff in this season, which uh, I can't think there's this crappy stuff moving forward. I think I'm saying it now. Amnesia storyline, worse than Kim and the Cougar. Kim and the Cougar is literally like a five-minute scene in one episode. Yeah, that's true. This is true. like yeah. a two-and-a-half-episode arc. It's yeah. bullshit. Uh, let's quickly uh, rank and rate this episode. Or you got any trivia you want to read through? Uh, the book really doesn't give me much. It tells you a little bit about the Griffith Observatory and about how it's been used in different movies. Uh, this is the one I think I said last week about how this is the uh, last episode we don't have Tony in, basically, for the rest of all of 24, for like the next four or so seasons. Um, and his name, by the way, I've written it down, Andrew Geller is the name he was meant to be, or Antonio Almeida, remember. Um, and nothing, the book sort of goes into details with Alicia Cuthbert and Terry about, uh, Lisa Hope, uh, Leslie Hope, talking Lisa. a little bit about... <laughs> um, yeah, just their their work on the show and how it was Actually, you know, tough. Yeah. Speaking of that, uh, interesting trivia note here from uh, Twenty Four Wiki. This is the last time that Kim actually sees Terry Bauer in person. So after oh. this, there's some phone calls, but uh, they don't even see each other face to face after this. So sad moment. This is how it ends. And actually, and I will correct it. That's, that's actually that's a very good trivia fact. But uh, we mentioned, I think, last week that uh, is that the only time that Jack and David are ever in the room together? Yeah. They'll be in the room together next week. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> And they are at the end of the season too. So, like, uh, I completely forgot about the couple of key scenes this season that they're still in a room together. So, yeah, anyway. All right. So, buy it, rent it, bin it. Uh, I'm going to go with rent. Like, there's, a, there's stuff in this episode that I really wanted to buy it for, but it's what it amounts to. It's, it's the, the ridiculousness of this amnesia storyline and this, this terrible car blows up off the cliff. It, it, it's a, it's a decent rent for me, but it's still a rent. I thought I was going to rent it, but I just changed it to a bin because it oh. comes down. It comes down to the fact that like, yeah, there's some good stuff in it, but like, realistically is there enough in this episode to really make me want to rent it like i mean again like it just comes from a place where it's like okay the chase is cool and then this is all right but like jack does nothing nina's kind of annoying the keith stuff is okay um and like some of the terror stuff is fine but then like you literally kind of ruin this epic chase sequence with i don't know who i am and then you kind of get to the end of this episode and you're like what really even happened in this episode Mm -hmm. Um, so, and I, I didn't think I would bin it, but like now I'm just like, oh, which I mean, is not looking good for next week because <laughs> I'm telling you now, just quickly, just jumping ahead is that like next week is the episode. I, I think I said at the beginning that there was one episode of this season that I didn't see live. 
Uh, so I had to play catch up. That's next week. Um, I never saw next week live. So to me, every time I watch this episode, it's almost like watching it for the first time again. Um, and the, the stuff that is really tense in this episode, which I always watch and go, this is actually kind of tense and good. You don't know what's happening. It has such a shitty kind of cheap ending, which I really don't like. And like, it just, it kind of ruins it. It's like if you're having sex with a beautiful woman, and then you, you're enjoying it. It's going so good. And then just as you're about to finish, she gets up and goes home. You're like, oh, but that didn't finish how I want. Oh, damn it. Like that to me is next week, the, the good stuff in next week. The rest of next week is garbage uh, because it's Terry goes to a restaurant to try oh. and find a memory. <laughs> Literally oh. a storyline. Is my memory under this table? Is it under this place, Matt? <laughs> I'm looking forward to it now. No. Uh, anyways, uh, rankings. Second I'm, last. See, yeah, I think I'm a little bit higher on this one than you are. I'm going to put this number 11 overall. Oh. Um, so slightly ahead of last week, uh, but still within the bottom third, I guess. Because uh, I, I do really like the chase scene in here. And, you know, I like... Uh, I like having Mason back and uh, the, the, the Elizabeth Nash stuff's a good setup for a storyline, probably one of the good storylines we're going to get. So Maybe I'm also kind of here. negative on the Elizabeth Nash because, again, that's that whole analogy next week about how it ends. But, um, yeah, I've got a second last now, so 15th out of 16th. I mean, again, like a lot of these times I have an episode, there's like one scene which will save it for me, you know, because of like, you know, I'll make it a rent because of the chase scene. Yeah. But as good as the chase scene is, this isn't a chase scene that I think if we were to rank the top 10 chase scenes in 24, this wouldn't make the top 10. Like, you're going to forget this over so many other chase scenes. There's been better chase scenes this season already. So, um, yeah, uh, second last for me. All right. Stay tuned for all the excitement next week at the restaurant. Uh -huh. uh, make sure to listen through the end of this episode, figure out uh, all the places you could follow us and subscribe. You probably don't need that because you're already listening to us, but if you just happen to randomly stumble across this episode and you want to know how to subscribe, listen to all of Ben's exciting plugs at the end of this, and maybe by the time this episode's out, we'll have a great t-shirt or something. I don't know. Uh, thank you for joining us. My name is Colin, and give me Chopper Command! And my name is Get Me Ben Command. Thanks for downloading this episode of the Oz Network. Make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing to the podcast by Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or by copying our RSS feed into your preferred podcast provider. And while you're there, please drop us a rating and leave us some feedback. You can also be sure to stay up to date with all the latest episodes and happenings from the show, as well as finding out how you can get involved in upcoming episodes by following our social media pages on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, as well as getting everything you need under one roof at theoznetwork.net. Thanks again for listening, and we'll speak to you next time. like exclusive stuff? Yes, sir. Do you like having access to your favourite podcast hosts in a way like never before? Yeah, absolutely. Do you wish you had access to our old Survivor Oz episodes that you can't find anywhere else online? Oh, yeah! If you answered yes to one, two or all of those questions, then get excited because the Oz Network is now on Patreon! Yeah! 
That's right, your favourite podcast has jumped on the Patreon bandwagon to enable a better listening experience for you, our listener. For more details, simply head to www.patreon.com forward slash oznetwork where you can sign up for as little as $3 a month. It'll be the best decision you make since that last bad one you made. <laughs>